0: Single week that introduction song just gets better and better. Welcome into Under the Husk, episode 15, playoff edition. Playoffs? I got Gino to my right. He's drinking some sort of Christmas vanilla bean stout. 8.2%. He brought a thing of eggnog, Mm -hmm. which I would like to hear from our viewers what we think of eggnog as a whole. I personally think it's disgusting. Not surprising to me that Gino loves it.
1: But Weird, guys. Weird guy is.
0: Weird guy. Enough for the funny business. We know why you're all here. It is the playoff primer. The first inaugural postseason for the OG Corn Man. We got a lot to go over this week. We will start with a quick recap of last week really only one playoff spot up for grabs, although there were some playoff positioning uh, battles that played out kind of as we expected. Um, But yeah, so we're going to hop into it. We're going to cover everything from last week's matchups, first and second overall pick grantees, if that's the right word. We're going to talk about the loser's bracket matchups and of course we are going to get into our playoff matchups and at the end Gino and I are going to show you or I guess tell you our brackets for mm. the OG
1: Cornman playoffs mm. so also we'll be doing Faye Gino 5 which went 4-0 last week did it week. go 4-0 and oh. it was on a whim too there was no there was no throw that out there there was so we'll recap last week's Hey, Gina, five. no
0: research done we did it on the spot I guess that's how I gotta start betting these days I gotta just yeah. pick what, something catches my eye
1: I mean all, all the favorites did cover I think with the exception of one so you know I think everyone wins some money but hey we're sharp, sharp just shh, shh, we're, sharp. we're not as square as Mikey J so
0: <sighs> yeah that guy's an idiot
1: uh, anyway let's let's take a
0: look at what happened last week the key matchups uh, for that last wildcard spot uh JOS kind of handed it to me but it was never going to be enough to pass cosmic gumbo for that last wild card spot on the other side though boy did motley jew put up a fight till the end they fell short by i believe 30 or 40 points i don't have the numbers in front of me but you got to put your hands together for motley jew they tried they tried so hard to double reverse Mush Dalvin Cook that he got him forty points. I respect mm-hmm. that, uh, and we'll see if they can if they can come in and find their way to a third overall pick. Do you know what? What, what last week? What, what do you got? I mean, obviously the big one was the boats versus from massage parlor. Boats sure. wiped the floor with him. What do you got to say about that matchup?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, the first I'll start with Iron Dome losing to JOS, even though Zach Moss is in his lineup with a bagel. Um, but Iron Dome has been. Trending south now for about four or five weeks. So fortunately, the co-hosts will not be in the playoffs. Better luck next year. Uh, Motley Jew, 166, got the win, but the Phantoms. So I know he's trying to tank. He puts up 152. So uh, really, Motley Jew needed everything to get into the playoffs and then some. Uh, obviously, he didn't get the luck from Cosmic Gumbo. As we move down there, the shrimp trying to upset the gumbo. Um, but now both those teams will be in the playoffs. Uh, so Gumbo kind of sneaking by, but he's hot and cold. Um, we were talking about this last week on the pod. He had a great first five weeks and a tough next five weeks. He managed 138 points last week, so that should get it done against most opponents. Uh, the, the stinker of the week, I took Tonelli down, although I didn't think Tanelli realized he had lost until late last night. Um, so I think he was going the whole week thinking that he got the two overall seed. Um, we have the Diaz brothers. They played last week as well. Uh, the Dominican Jew is scorching hot and took down a, I don't want to say a fraudulent Evil Stevie, because that's not the right word, um, but a less than...
0: Well, that's just the word that you were explicitly told from your legal team not I'm to not use. I'm not allowed to say it. Yeah. I'm
1: not allowed to say it. But I mean, the Dominican Jew putting up 168, he's putting fear in everyone's hearts uh, as we enter the playoffs. Evil Stevie, I kind of said it last week, he could have a pre-buy-buy, um, because last week he already, clinched, he already clinched, you know, the division, so he didn't really need to do too much. As you said, the Sanchez and EP game um, was expecting a little bit more. I didn't think a 102-point deficit was going to be uh, the outcome, but, I mean, boats, talk about a guy who can't be stopped right now unless, I don't know, some mushing or COVID happens. but. He was rolling 209 points, I believe the second team uh, to put up more than 200 on the year. Um, And again, if those guys stay healthy and that lineup stays intact, he's uh, my favorite to go all the way. Oh man. And Gino,
0: I just want to let you know live on the pod, one of my coworkers that I was just with all week tested positive for COVID. Lock us in. Lock us in. Hey, listen it is here and it is flying around i got a pcr yesterday morning so maybe my test results will come in live on the pod and uh i was gonna you know i, I would have stumped this girl i don't think you should you should shit where you eat personally yeah. but i had a couple drinks in me you could have stumped. i, I did would have had stumped. covid
1: and we would have had to pause the pod well so i still might
0: have covid i well, was with her all night
1: yeah well
0: listen we'll see what happens but uh, i got a strong
1: immune system jim
0: Anyway, um, so yeah, that's how we got to where, to where we are in the playoffs now. Uh, so just just recapping, I know the—I uh, believe I sent the brackets out. I don't, If I haven't, that is my apology. But in the loser's bracket, we will see the Iron Dome taking on Jorleen Saints and Hasidic Hair Curlers taking on Motley Jew. Some interesting matchups, honestly. Uh, JOS obviously just put the beat down on Iron Dome last week, so— we'll see what happens there. Could be my last game of the year. Uh, But I think that the HHC Motley Jew matchup is going to make for an interesting one. Gino's team, as we see, is a very high point scorer, And uh, I think he could get it done. Um, One note before we do get into the matchups, no trades. Obviously, the deadline is closed, but the Iron Dome did win the Calvin Ridley sweepstakes. He might be back on the He might be back on the block before the uh, veteran auction, but we're having internal conversations. We're assessing his mental health. We're making sure that, you know, is he a guy that we see taking cover under the dome?
1: Well, I'm happy that you're actually caring about mental health issues because Deshaun's massage parlor uh, just kicked him to the curb. He can't stand for any mental weaknesses, and uh, part of the reason why he is, I think, second right now in the all-time scumbag of the owners right behind Sanchez. So, yeah, I mean, I'm happy that you're taking initiative and and you actually have a heart.
0: Yeah, but at the end of the day, he's here to play football.
1: True. And eat corn. And eat corn, of course. If you can't eat corn, then you're not on my team. Of course. All right.
0: (laughs) I think that wraps it up. I think we're going to get into the matchups, right? This is what everyone's here for. Let's start. They want to. They want to see if they can avoid Geno's mush.
1: It's been. It's been pretty good the past few weeks, I have to say. Uh, I mush them teams into oblivion. Um, if you don't want to hear your name get called, but I think the last week we, we were actually pretty sharp in terms of um, our, our winners. But I think overall, if I don't pick you, then you're probably pretty content.
0: All right. Let's start with my matchup. Uh, taking on JOS in the semifinals of the third overall pick losers bracket. There's a lot on the line here. Uh, Nobody wants to see themselves move back a spot in the draft. Everybody wants that opportunity for the third overall pick. It's going to be a good player. It's going to be probably a top-ranking quarterback or running back, depending on what your preference is. Uh, As many of you saw, Kenneth Walker. That's his name, right? The, The Michigan State running back? Yeah, who declared for the draft. He just declared for the draft. He will not be playing in the bowl game. So I think he's going to be a top five pick. Oh, yeah, he's a stud. He's he's one of the guys that's the sweepstakes for a player like that. So um, Iron Dome at JOS. What can you say here? Uh, This was a matchup that happened last week. We all saw the results. I don't know really what's going to change. I'm not getting DeAndre Swift back. I mean... Michael Carter's coming back. I don't think I'm plugging him in, though. Uh, A team is a disaster, and Miami's defense has been great. So I got to hope Tua can go off against this shit Jets team. Um, But I think Mahomes is going to have a huge game. I think Najee's going to have a huge game. If OBJ is out, I could see Van Jefferson having a huge game. I I just, again, I did it last week. I'm going to probably do it again. I think I'm getting knocked out of that third overall pick contention. I'll be picking fifth. It is what it is. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna give my prediction. I'm gonna say JOS 128, Iron Dome 115.
1: Very similar to uh, last week's outing. I know you guys just played. JOS took down Iron Dome 124, 112. Although back in week seven, these two teams played and Iron Dome actually got the better of JOS at that time, 129 and 113. So, common theme here, if you put up more than 125 points, you'll probably win. I think that that output gets it done this week as well. Uh, I'm kind of on, on your side here in terms of your logic, your beat up, so instead of having a healthy DeAndre Swift, you got a guy like David Johnson, kind of the goo, uh, the receiving room uh, depleted from some of the trades that you made, also just guys being really inconsistent such as Marvin Jones, Christian Kirk, um, I actually do like the recent performance of Amin Ra St. Brown. Yeah, um, so and Hawkman just
0: got shut down for the year.
1: Correct, yeah, so he's, he's been um, soaking up those targets, but I think really what it boils down to is is you need massive games from Burrow and Tua and Joe Mixon. Um, I know Burrow's kind of been trending the wrong direction the past month. Uh, the Dolphins are running into some COVID trouble too, so I don't even know if Jalen Waddle's gonna play, probably not. Um, so again, I think you need a perfect scenario to win. I just don't really see that happening. When you look at, you know, Derek Carr, Um, Despite all the chaos in Oakland, not Oakland, in Vegas the past, you know, pretty much four months, um, Derek Carr has pretty much been consistent. And I know JOS has been trying to shop him all season, but he's good for 15 to 20 points. I think Mahomes tonight gets a nice 20 to 25 points against the Chargers defense, who has not been what the public wanted them to be heading into the year, especially with a defensive-minded head coach. Um, Najee Harris, right in there for Rookie of the Year. Certainly fantasy Rookie of the Year conversation. Um, And again, guys like Van Jefferson, who's been stepping up pretty big in recent weeks. Guys like A.J. Green, who has actually been stepping up all season. I see JOS getting it done. The only real thing I'll say is if there's no Jalen Wall and there's no Tyler Higbee due to COVID, then JOS might have to make some moves. So I think it's going to be a little bit of a close Waddle is out. Waddle is out. Higbee's was a false positive, allegedly. Again, so... But that shit if, is running through the Rams right now. Correct. If those guys are out, then JOS is going to have to, you know, mix and match some guys. So I think it's going to be a little bit closer um, than expected. I don't see any team scoring above 125, to be honest with you. Um, I'm just going to quickly look right now at the JOS bench. Yeah, I mean, you could throw Odell in there instead of Waddle. So, I don't hate it. Odell
0: is probably out, too. Odell probably out, too,
1: right? (laughs) Um, But he will have to find a tight end if Higby's out because Logan Thomas doesn't obviously have any knees. So, I'll give a a small, small win to JOS just because of the way that that team's been playing down the stretch and and the cold play of the Iron Dome over the past four weeks. But I'm gonna keep it really close and really low scoring. I'm gonna say 117 to 112. Um, Give me a close win by JOS to start the loser bracket.
0: Alright, uh, I think that is fair. Moving on to the uh, next matchup, the Hasidic Hair Curlers taking on Motley Jew. It is an away game for the Curlers. Uh-huh. Uh, this is another one that's that's pretty interesting. Uh, as it stands, it looks like the Curlers are, what, like a 20-point dog? Um, I think some of those numbers are a little inflated. but And there you go, you got Lockett still in that lineup, so that's mm-hmm. not happening. But that being said, when you look at these two lineups, Molly Jew, they got a good squad. Uh, they do. They just missed the playoffs. As we mentioned, they put up a massive 160-something last week, almost got it done, uh, but Cosmic did hold serve. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, this one comes down to the quarterback situation, although Dak hasn't been great and Tannehill hasn't really been great. Um, but you look on the other side of the ball – I don't even think Lamar is going to play this week. Uh, that's that's what I'm hearing yeah. from my sources. Mm-hmm. And uh, Teddy B, I think he's just kind of you know he's he's just he, he's not going to probably get you more than he's like fi- 18 points. He's
1: 15 18 points, yeah. You know, and if he if the bottom falls out, he's
0: he's five. So then you look at the rest of these squads. I, I just think that there's a little bit too much firepower, <gasps> but. You never know with, 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 that, with that duo of Stefan Diggs and Mike Evans. Any given week, those guys can go off. Sure. I think this one's going to be a little bit closer than, the, than Vegas is, is putting it at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Motley Jew continues with the high point total, 140 to 129.
1: I like that. Uh, I definitely like that. If I could score 130, that'd be great. Um, to start back in week nine, um, Motley Jew, the brand trust of Stein and Schwartz, beat the hhc by 3.56 points it was absolute kick in the nuts i had a chance to win late back when bobby trees was still active um, pretty much had a penalty called back that stayed in the back of my mind for a while because that essentially started what would be a four four game losing streak um, so really really upset about that and, and kind of turned my season around it kind of turned the Sorry, Motley Jew's season around is he, like you said, just barely missed a playoffs. He does have a playoff roster in my opinion, and I think they'll both agree. I think most people in the league will agree that it's a playoff roster, um, but just a little bit too late there. I don't think I'm gonna score over 120, and I think Motley Jew, uh, to your point, is gonna continue that hot streak. You got guys like Dalvin Cook, got guys like Saquon, you got guys like Amari Cooper. Uh, these guys have a tendency to really go off. Corderell Patterson has been great all season, so I think he's going to stay hot. Um, You look at Tannehill against Pittsburgh. I don't really love the matchup, but you look on the other side and Teddy against Denver, so you have to give the, I'm sorry, Teddy against Cincy, so you kind of have to give the edge to Tannehill. Um, And then a healthy Lamar Jackson against Green Bay. Again, I don't even think he plays, so I probably will only start one quarterback, so a massive advantage for Dak Prescott against the Giants. Really, I think the only hope that I have is if Devontae Freeman goes off for 20, if Nick Chubb shreds the Raiders for 20-plus, and then if Dawson Knox does his typical three-catch for three-touchdown performance. um, I get a little bit lucky with Tyler Lockett being out, so probably a— Who, geez, Devontae Parker will be subbed in and that could be a bad thing because A, he's playing the Jets and B waddles out. So um, again, I don't see myself winning. I'd like to think it's close. Right now the projection is is 130 for me and 151 for Motley Jew. I think Motley Jew gets right around the 140, 150 marker. But again, I I find it hard for me to score more than 125. So give me Motley Jew 148, HHC 123. Ducey and Stein going to the loser bracket finale.
0: Yeah, and that would be uh that'd be a pretty intriguing uh, matchup there. Uh you know, two names with the jew in them. Yeah. Motley Jew versus Jewellian Saints, I think uh and you know, there's that little ripple uh Deuce was a coach for the for the Jewelian Saints back in the day.
1: Yeah. That's so be very uh interesting. Yeah, I mean Two Catholic people from armont two Jewish people from Viola. Yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, it is. It is truly. We're crossing a lot of borders. Here for I, this I would. Matchup. I would like that matchup because no one wants to see me and you compete for the third overall pick. So. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, if that's the case, we will see that matchup in the final, battling for the third overall pick. Let's move into the meat of this episode: the real championship bracket playoff matchups. Oh, I would have, I would have stepped that girl. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> we are. Let's not say any names here, Geno. No, well, oh, oh, this is a public pod. Yeah. So, let's start with Cosmic Gumbo traveling across borders into Oof. Israel to take on the Damocles Jew, who I would be remiss to to say, or not, well, however the fuck that phrase goes. Remiss to say he is on a seven game win streak so know you know uh, we all had high hopes for him early on he looked to to possibly be letting us down but god has he come roaring back to life i would not want to play him i know we mentioned we're going to give our picks after the show i have it sanchez versus the i don't know if the bracket allows that to happen if it does that is my final mm-hmm. um Let's actually, let, let's pull up the bracket. They are the
1: two hottest teams. Let's, um, let's
0: pull up the bracket. Uh,
1: yeah, and then while you're kind of talking there, I'll just kind of go over. He did have some really close games at the beginning of the year. Uh, lost to the Shrimp by one point in, back in Week 5. Uh, then the next week in Week 6, he puts up 149, but you put up 162, so he loses a close 10-point game. Uh, then he loses to his brother in Week 7, by 1.7 points. So yeah. again, you have three games right there that could go either way. Um, I beat him in week two, thank you very much. And then Tonelli, out of nowhere, I'm seeing this, beats him in week one, because uh, Ndamukongi only put up 86 points. So again, he is on that seven game win streak. He did start off slow, but he could easily have been the number one seed if those three games no, went his way. absolutely, absolutely. I'm gonna so, get another beer, you keep talking.
0: Yeah, so I got the, I got the playoff bracket up. It, it does, there is potential for a Nadamakanju Boats and Young Ho final. I believe that is destiny. What will be interesting is if the favorite Nadamakanju does win, he will take on his brother Evil Stevie in the semifinals. That's his name?
1: Yeah. I thought he went by something else. Yeah,
0: I know what you're getting at. But anyway, let, let, let's we're, we're getting a little bit off track here. <laughs>
1: Cosmic Gumbo
0: taking on Ndamukong Ju. Yep. As we said, it is an away game for Cosmic. The current line has the Ndamukong as a 15-point favorite. Obviously, there's been a lot of COVID news. I'm going to just take a quick scan of the lineup. Looking pretty good. I think both teams actually somehow making it out of here unscathed by COVID. That being mm-hmm. said, I don't know who Antonio Gibson will be running behind for that Washington football team. But... Let's take a look. I'm gonna. Gino's the matchup guy. I'm just gonna, you know, quickly. This is one of those matchups to me that you look at the quarterbacks, and that's kind of all you got to do. Rodgers and Herbert. Those are those are the top. They're two top five quarterbacks. I have to
1: imagine on the season. Mm -hmm. Herbert's. He's my three. I think he's two or three. Yeah. yeah. I know Jalen Hurts was one for a while and then missed that game. And they both have incredible matchups
0: this week. Kerbert's taking on the Chiefs. Rogers is taking on the um the Ravens, who have zero fucking corners. Yeah. Uh, They're it, beat up. He's gonna be able to shred them apart. So <laughs> I think that duel right there can put up 50 points, and it's and it's already Cosmic Gumbo kinda kinda chasing. That being said, Jimmy G, for all the shit that we've given him for that trade, mm-hmm. look where he is. He's in the playoffs. And Jimmy G has been pretty good. Uh, he, he's solid. Taysom has been solid. Um, but T. Higgins, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, that's that's a lot. And even Brandon Cooks this week, I could see having a pretty good game. Sure. I am going to say that Nadamakong Ju continues his rampage through this league 155 to 125 in what ends up not being very close to a game.
1: Hmm. You got agreement from me. I think to start, we'll, we'll go with Gumbo. Um, hot and cold season, very up and down. He'll say it himself. Um, I kind of did a uh, little post game interview with him just to say, hey, you know, how's it feel getting the playoffs? He's like, good, but, you know, the expectations are, um, you know, pretty low after that. So I think just to get in was was refreshing for Gumbo after dealing with so many injuries. Um, really a roller coaster of a first season in corn. Doing that trade for Jimmy G, obviously, so kind of putting him, you know, in, in some hostile, not hostile, but uh, fragile positions over the next few years from a draft capital perspective. But overall, I think the road stops here for Gumbo. Uh, you look at Jimmy G, very good matchup against Atlanta. You look at Taysom Hill; he'll probably just put up 20 from a uh, his legs. Um, What's well, uh, interesting there? Sorry
0: to interrupt, you, Gino. He's got Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara going against that Jets. Porous run defense. They're not playing the Jets. No, they're no, not. I
1: played them the last game. week. Bucks.
0: Ooh. Sunday night game, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of tough, but you got to imagine you're getting at least two touchdowns out of that dude. Yeah,
1: no, I think that they're going to stick to the ground game like they did last week. Um, so I don't think it's a. I shouldn't say this. I think it's going to be a, a matchup advantage just because it's Herbert and Rogers. But the Garoppolo-Hill connection this week I do think puts up north of 40. Um, however, Herbert could put up 25 himself, Rogers could put up 30 himself. Um, then as we move down, that's where I really see the advantage shift larger and larger to and Jew, because the running back situation outside of a big game from Alvin Kamara, I just don't see Miles Sanders doing much against a pretty good Washington Redskins run defense. They have a good front seven. But Clyde tonight against the Chargers. The Chargers can't stop a nosebleed on the ground. Antonio Gibson continuing to be hot. And Josh Jacobs has been pretty good down the stretch. So I really like that three-headed monster. You're getting the receivers. Unless Tyreek has a Tyreek game, which is very, very possible, I don't really see both Alan Lazard and MVS doing that much. Now you could say, well, having two Packers receivers cannibalizes some of the Rodgers productions. And that could be a, a strategic play by Gumbo. But again, I just don't see a huge explosion. Mike Williams always does play well against Kansas City, so you have to keep that in mind, too. And again, that could take away from the Herbert production. But Brandon Cooks has been hot, playing the Jags. T. Higgins (laughs) has been scorching, but playing a good secondary. Debo Samuel, RB1, wide receiver one, doesn't matter. RB1, Bo. He's gonna eat, and you got a great matchup with the tight ends, because Mark Andrews has been good despite who his quarterback is, and George Kittle has been, he has been the hottest corn man of all time. I mean, Kittle went to Iowa, there's a lot of corn around there. And since his buy or return from injury, he has been scorching. Yeah, since I dropped him. Since you dropped him, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, He has been scorching. So I really like him to continue. And again, the better he does, takes away from some of the Jimmy G production too. So there is gonna be a lot of corn in this matchup, but I think that is gonna eat a little bit more uh, this week. I think he's gonna continue to be hot. 152 to 127, Dominican G in a blowout win to face his younger brother next week.
0: All right, all right. And what I think is, is the most intriguing matchup of the, of the first round of the playoffs. That's why we saved for last. We did. This is the shrimp taking on Deshaun's massage parlor. These teams have seen each other twice this year already. Uh, Gino, you want to you want to pull the history of that matchup?
1: Yes, of course I will. Uh, I was just actually checking something else. I'm looking at Jimmy G's jawline. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's really nice. I had like a zoomed in picture. Um, yeah, so these guys played already. Uh, the first week of the season, Deshawn's the massage parlor came out 129 to 122. Ooh, it's so close one. EP got a quick seven points after talking so much shit. Um, and really, we didn't know how good the shrimp was going to be in the beginning of the year. Um, they play again in week eight, another low-scoring game for their standards. Shrimp gets by by six points, 106 to 100. So again, both games have been decided by single digits. Um, this is a team who played one week, one week eight. I'm sorry, once in week one, again in week eight. So now seven weeks later, very even matched in terms of the schedule. Week 15. So, whew. Yeah. I'll, let, I'll let you get into it. Um, it's going to be an interesting one. Yeah. I, I'm taking a look at their... their.
0: I only have the, the starting lineups in front of me, and there are a lot of question marks there. Mm-hmm. Starting out with Adam Thielen. We don't know if he's playing. He's been sort of banged up. Uh, I think he had COVID maybe even.
1: You could go to uh, live scoring. Okay. They'll show you everyone. So, in the I'm,
0: uh, let's see. Let's, let's go to live
1: scoring. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. I, I'm honestly on the fantasy preview too. And then you can't see the bench sometimes you're like, wait, that guy has COVID. Who are they going to put in? Yeah. So,
0: but I mean, you know, you're looking at this, uh, Also, Aaron Jones has been pretty banged up. There's question marks surrounding him. Leonard Fournette has been banged up. There's question marks. These guys just are DNPs. I know they're they're veteran running backs, so you can't really always take that into account. But on the other side of the ball, Jalen Hurts. Goddard kind of slipped up today and was talking about how he was limping less than he was last week. Still limping, though. And not to mention Gardner Minshew looked good. Uh So... That's a question mark for a quarterback right there. EP does, however, have Gardner Minshew, so it could be an upgrade. Sure. We'll see. Uh then you move down the list. Terry McLaurin. I don't think he's gonna play. He had a goose egg last week. He did uh, and
1: concussion. I yeah, think, so in that game.
0: another guy. So we got we got a lot of question marks in this lineup. Um I gotta think, just like looking at the at the lineups. EP Deshaun's massage parlor does have a little bit of a deeper bench than the shrimp that, that mm-hmm. has been the shrimp's downfall sure. all season long. But when he's able to plug in all of his guys, he's competed. Um, I'm, I'm looking, I, I think that the most interesting player, honestly, in this whole matchup to me is James Robinson. I think with Herb gone, they are going to unleash him. And I could see him going off this week.
1: Urban Uh, Meyer, more like Pervin Liar. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) There's no way that you just came up with that on this one. Rome has been calling him Pervin Uh, Liar for, I mean, he did a whole three hours dedicated to Herb today. It was beautiful.
0: So So, yeah, I mean, it's always hard for me to try to pick a guy who's only starting one quarterback. Mm -hmm. It is. I'm doing everything in my power right now to look at this and say, how do we get the shrimp to a victory? And, I, you know, Tyler Lockett did get ruled out. Um, if Adam Thielen is out, Justin Jefferson goes off, but then, you know, you lose Adam Thielen. I don't know who the, who the plug-in guy is. Maybe, maybe Rashad Bateman?
1: I, I think it would have to be Rashad Bateman. Kind of gross. Um, or he could even throw a J.D. McKissick if he plays. He just, has to play in a few weeks. Yeah. So the current the current line
0: is 16 points in favor of Deshaun's massage parlor. Um, I think that just knowing who the shrimp is as a manager, he's covering that spread. Oh, 100. percent The real question becomes: Can he win? Because he win, yeah. It's it's winning at home here, so. Jared Goff, in his career, has been very good against the Cardinals. Now, Sean McVay was his coach over those years. True. But that Amon man connection really been heating up. You know what? I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm taking the shrimp. I'm taking the shrimp. Good <laughs> lord. One, 136 to 132 in an absolute thriller. The shrimp moving on to take on Sanchez.
1: Wow. I love it. I want to see that happen. However, I have to pick with EP here. Um, I know you said Goff has had a good history with the Cardinals, and I think he's going to be in a position to throw a lot, but the guy hasn't put up more than 20 points since week one. Um, 12, 19, and 12 in his last three. How about this? How about
0: this? How about this? You want to take a little friendly wager with me that Goff outscores Matt Ryan this week?
1: Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Just friendly wager. Yeah, I'll put 10 Just bucks on Just the pod off.
0: is hearing it. No, no, no no money. Just okay. as a pride thing.
1: Okay. Pride, okay. pride pod thing. We should do this more often. Um, again, you mentioned if Jalen Hurts is out, EP does have Gardner Minshew. So, again, I don't think it's going to be a huge drop off. Matt Ryan at San Fran and the Niners have been scorching probably one of the better teams in the NFL of late. Um, but I still think his ceiling is right around, or hip, sorry, his floor is right around 15 points. The running backs are actually pretty even matched if they're all healthy. Uh, Uncle Lenny has been great, although the Saints have been good against the run. Aaron Jones banged up playing a Baltimore defense whose secondary is hurt, but I think that front seven could still probably uh, contain most running backs. I do like your, your analysis on James Robinson kind of, the unleash of James Robinson for the, after Herb is, is kicked out of the the, the the house. I'm sorry, I can't even fucking talk. After he's kicked out of the, um, the the front office, James Robinson probably is gonna get close to 30 touches in my opinion. So I think he's a, a lock for 20 plus points. Um, Sonny Michelle will continue to be the RB1 if Daryl Henderson's out, Eliza Mitchell. Expected to play, will resume RB1 roles against a leaky Atlanta team, and then Jonathan Taylor coming back from arrested by. Does face a tough New England defense, but I don't think that defense could contain Jonathan Taylor. Um, The receivers here is where it's really interesting. I know you mentioned Terry McLaurin isn't gonna play, uh, or you don't think he's gonna play. He did get in limited work. Um, I just think this late in the season, They'll probably push him just because they're still in the race. Uh, Where do you
0: think E.P. goes if he doesn't play, taking a look at that bench? Does he go back to the well with Julio, or does he go Jerry Judy, I mean, conservative?
1: I, in the perfect world, uh, you would find a way to f- play four running backs, but I don't think you can, so you need to start three receivers. Not the foreman Foreman's been pretty solid. I was going to say Rashad Penny. Oh, but, he
0: did spend $30 on him.
1: But again, you have to start three receivers. Um, you can't start... You know, right. just two. he can't.
0: He, he's got to So, bro, Jerry Judy
1: would probably be the guy. <sighs> That's gross. But, I mean, it's, it's just, I'm just. I mean,
0: as we keep talking.
1: Yeah, I mean, The truth is going to win. Well, you say that. Um, I think if Matt Ryan has a bad game, it most likely means Russell Gage has a bad game. Now, Russell Gage has been hot in recent weeks. However, he has a tendency to goose egg. He's the goose egg. Just ask Mr. Mr. Diaz yeah, He's, he's yeah. Mr. Donut. Russell Donut. So. Could this be a donut week? I don't know. I don't think it's gonna be a 20 point week. So if McClure is out and Russell Gage donuts, things get really interesting. However, Devonte Adams, I mean, the yeah, guy yeah, There's scorched. no one to cover him. Nobody
0: can cover him anyway, but that Correct. Ravens back, uh, whatever, secondary is garbage.
1: Correct. Now, I, I do see this scenario playing out. Packers being up 14 at the end of the first quarter and just kind of taking the Foot off the gas.
0: Yeah, AJ Dillon could have and 50 say, touches. AJ <laughs>
1: Dillon, let's give it to. Now, nah, but they, a but they, more. the
0: Packers, I feel like aren't one of those teams. They
1: are it. Um, and they'll win by 35. And they're also they playing to. for a first round bye too, yeah. because the top of that NFC is so close that you know, it, right now the difference is division. I'm sorry, conference record, and obviously this game with the Ravens doesn't affect that. But again, if you lose then all of a sudden you drop behind the Bucks and the Cardinals. So they're gonna be playing for something. I don't see Ricky Seals-Jones scoring more than 10. If he does, you know, happy Kwanzaa. But I think on the other side is where there is a a -a boom-a-bust potential. You mentioned no Adam Thielen. Let's just say he doesn't play. Justin Jefferson could pick a part that Bears secondary on Monday night. No Tyler Lockett. DK Metcalf gets even more bump. I know he hasn't played well in the past four weeks, but you have to think he's gonna break out of his shell. If the Rams' COVID still a play, no Jalen Ramsey, wow. Gotta love that matchup. And Michael Gallup, I know there's a lot of mouse feet in Dallas, but he does have a knack for scoring. Um, and I don't think the Giants are going to contain him. Kyle Pitts is the big one too, because if Matt Ryan doesn't have a good game, then obviously that's good for the Shrimp, but that means that Kyle Pitts probably isn't going to be productive. He's a cut candidate next year anyway, we'll talk about it in the off season. As it stands right now, I think this one's going to be close. I think the shrimp are going to cover. I don't think they're going to win. Give me 138, the Sean's Massage Parlor, 125, the shrimp.
0: Okay. And listen, you know, we we have to at least acknowledge the fact that COVID is running fucking rampant right now in the NFL. So yeah. I think a lot of these lineups are going to be different uh, sure. come Sunday. I mean, there are Saturday games this week. There are. Um but it 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 seems to me like every hour someone's getting placed on the list. Uh, I mean, it's there's already been a lot of casualties, but uh, it's gonna be interesting. You know, for all you little cucks that don't want to raise the the amount of players on the roster, would've been nice to have some extra reserves uh, going into this weekend. So
1: would've been very nice. Um, I'm very aroused.
0: I just uh, it's gonna be interesting. Um, but those are our picks. Those are the matchup previews. Uh, real quick though, we did say we we're gonna provide a bracket. Mm-hmm. You saw our picks. So I have the Shrimp beating DeSawn's Massage Parlor, uh, which would mean that he would take on Sanchez next week, Boats and Youngho. On the other side of the bracket, I have an Kong Jew beating Cosmic Gumbo, heading towards a matchup with Evil Stevie. In that matchup, I believe that Nadamakong is going to get it done and find his way into the cornfield, the championship, whatever you want to call it. And I do believe that the shrimp in his magnificent, magnificent first season run will hit a wall that is Boats and ho. And I think in that, play, in that championship matchup, I told you, and I'm sticking to my guns here, I can't pick against Sanchez for the rest of the season. I think his team is too good. Mm -hmm. I do think that matchup is gonna be incredible though. I think it's gonna be high scoring. I haven't looked at the individual player matchups. I think that could make the difference, but I'm gonna take Sanchez to be the first OG corn man. That is my bracket.
1: Well, I know I told you I was going to do a bracket, but with the uncertainty that is COVID and the unpredictability that each day, essentially each hour brings us, um, I will not be making a prediction of the rest of the bracket until I know what goes on. So I will do it week by week. I know that's a, you know, a cucking job by me. Um, for the record, it's going to be very similar to uh, my co-host there. I do think the Sanchez and Dominic matchup is, is kind of destined to happen. So, I think the only thing we ag- disagreed with is the shrimp knocking out EP. However, I am rooting for the shrimp to knock out EP. And whenever the shrimp plays the boats, we have a shrimp boat face off, and I always <laughs> root for that. I think everyone roots for that. Um, so that is our picks. I think it's time for the Fade Geno 5.
0: It, it is time, and and as the new tradition does Show we just I just opened up DraftKings I didn't we don't have anything written maybe Gino's got his picks because he's scum, but uh, I'm I'm scrolling uh, Gino do you have picks or no because if you want to go first I'll let you I know you always complain about going second and like, I
1: took your picks or something Jim I always have my picks okay go and I never complain you start okay nice sip of the beer COVID's going to be a factor this year or this week it is now. There's a few Saturday games, which are great. Uh, I know the Patriots-Colts game, it has everyone talking. (sighs) Started off, it opened Colts plus two and a half. It has moved to Colts minus two and a half. Both teams are coming off a bye, I believe. Uh, They are. It's in Indy. This game could really go either way. However, just the way that both teams are playing, I I think that the Colts are really set up to win this one. Um, The Patriots... I don't want to call them frauds because they're not. They're, they're, they are a good team. Um, but I think that the Colts match up very, very well what they want to do. So the Patriots will run the ball and just pound and pound and pound. The Colts, similarly, will run the ball and control clock the entire game. I think it's going to be a very close game right now. The over-under is set at 46. I think it goes under. I don't see a lot of points being scored. I think the Colts get it done. I'll take them anywhere from three or less. Give me the Colts 24-17. to 17. I like that as my first game. That's a Saturday game. Second game, I was going to pick the Chargers, but again, people are going to be hearing this tomorrow, so I'll not take the Chargers. I hope you don't like take this game because I'm going to take this game. Give me the Packers minus six over the Baltimore Ravens. I know you love the I Packers. I do like that game, but I'm going to let you have it. I know you like the Packers. I like the Packers. You like a road favorite. I like a road favorite. Um, Minus six, I think, is right around that number. If it's seven or more, I'm going to stay away. Even if it's six and a half, I'll I'll probably still take six and a half. Um, Just with the tendencies to miss extra points this year is is shocking. So six is a really good number. Um, But again, I think this is completely based on no Lamar. If Lamar plays, it's a no bet for me, to be honest with you.
0: well, if you get it
1: in tonight, it's
0: a great bet then if Lamar doesn't play.
1: Exactly. So I like minus six um, right now. I think if you no know, Lamar, that has a tendency to probably move up more than a touchdown. So I would get that in now. And the reason being is the Packers still have something to play, which we talked about. They're 10-3. They're still playing for the number one seed. Um, you saw them go down by two scores last week and still cover the 12-and-a-half. That, nice. that was nice. Granted, it was the Bears. Um, and granted, they were in land. I live
0: bet that game, by the way.
1: I took them just to start, and I turned it off at halftime, and all of a sudden now they're up by, you know, 15 points to to win the game. But we were watching Christmas uh, movies, too. But I do like the Packers. I think minus six is a a good number right now. Um, Again, I'd probably take it up to about seven if it was uh, the day of the game.
0: All right. My first pick, I'm keeping this simple. I'm taking the Dolphins minus nine and a half at home. Wow. They have been playing great football. They have been playing great football. And— you, you guys all watch the Jets every week. I know it. I know you watch the Jets. You tilt. You scream. They're bad. They're really bad. They're getting Michael Carter back. I do believe he is a really important piece of this offense, but I don't think it can all go through him. Um, and I think that Miami's going to be getting a lot of pressure in the face of Zach Wilson, and we've seen kind of how he's dealt with that so far. So I'm going with the Dolphins, minus 9.5. I think they're still fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, I think they got a lot more to play for than the Jets, and I think they're going to do it at home. My next pick, I'm going to the toilet bowl, and I am rolling with the new coach narrative. Give me the Jaguars, minus 3.5. Daryl Bevel. The guys are going to play for him. They're going to play for him. He's going to have the right personnel on the field. Herb couldn't do that all year. I think they're going to feed... James Robinson and I think Marvin Jones is going to start getting those targets back Mm -hmm. not fucking Laquan Treadwell and and whoever I think Tavon Austin's been getting passes thrown his way um I don't know I just the Texans don't really want to win do they uh so I I think that the Jaguars are going to have a little bit of energy they're playing at home their fans are going to be happy to see a non-dickhead running the bench so three and a half points i, I think they can win by a touchdown I, I don't i don't see why that why not but give me three and a half that four points is a critical number um so yeah going to the toilet bowl that is going to do it for today's episode it's an exciting time to be a corn man uh oh actually we was, did we did forget to mention i was
1: gonna say yeah the we, fabiano thing
0: what fabiano thing
1: what's the, the mike mike fabiano cameo Oh, no. Cameo. I was actually going
0: to. We, we didn't. We neglected to mention that Sir Alex Tanelli, Mr. Snake Eyes, officially locked up 1 1. He is on the clock. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. are rumblings that he has his guy already. There research are. starts already for yeah, him. Research so. starts already. You know, we got to see how things shake out, where the players are at, the real draft, you know, where these mm-hmm. guys go. That is important. Correct. Bradley, of course, as well. Uh, has locked up 1-2. These guys got nothing to play for. They can put their feet up, put their hand down their pants, eat a couple cobs this weekend, watch the rest of the league Water shake out. Up. Yeah. And, yes, as Gino mentioned, there was a cameo that was sent in to the group from, from Sir Craig Diaz. It was very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last line, if he didn't get to the
1: end, he did thank the Lord for corn. So I love that. I appreciate it. Um, He's going to be a guest, I think, also with Matthew Barry in 2022. So we're going to get those guys on uh, Matthew Barry. Close personal Go Oh, yeah, of famous. course, of course. Um, obviously, we know each other on the first one. Gino asked people.
0: him if he wanted, uh, if he wanted a uh, pig in a blanket when they're... Gino was working an event, and... Uh, I was his pig in a no, blanket. No, 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 you were like handing that. out the hors d'oeuvres. Oh, he was no. working the event. <laughs> I was mid-wing,
1: and I kind of elbowed him. Um, really cool dude. I think... Um, If we give their company a lot of money, that would almost um, make it inevitable that he's going to come on the pod, but remains to be seen. That's a 2022 thing, Jim. Um, But yes, Craig, thank you so much for sending in the cameo. Um, Make sure the volume is all the way up at Trident uh, tomorrow and thank the Lord for the corn. Yes, sir. God bless.